Hello, and welcome to episode number 55 of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by Brett Colson, where we run down the big bets, the big news, everything going on in the sports betting landscape, a little bit of DFS, a little bit of poker, anything that is relevant, Brett, and it's kind of a sneaky-ish good time of year. There are still, I mean... Yeah, we don't have near as much going on when it comes to volume, but there are still several sports going on and several things going on and several things to look forward to and bet on. Is poker a sport? Because if you're a poker fan, there's a lot going on right now. Yeah, that just kicked off the World Series of Poker here in Las Vegas, and that is a very good tease that a little bit later in this podcast we will have Samson Simmons from Poker Central. He is the president over there. Of course, they own Poker Go, which has a deal with the World Series of Poker to stream several, I mean, just a ton of the the final table bracelet events. And we talked to him a little bit about that. But I mean, we've got the NHL finals. We've got the NBA finals. We've got a major tennis tournament going on. We've got some pretty good golf still kind of going on here. So, you know, we haven't quite hit the 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 dead part of the summer yet. We are about we are about two weeks from that, though. Yeah, still plenty to talk about, uh, starting, of course, with uh, Stanley Cup and NBA Finals. As long as there's still championship events going on, there's plenty to talk about. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on Spotify. We would enjoy it if you would go over there and you would subscribe and you would rate and you would review and you would tell everybody that they should definitely be listening to this podcast. If you want to follow us on the Twitter machine, you can do that at the Lines US and at PlayPicksUS. And of course, at Brett Colson and at Matt Brown M2, if you want to hear our musings, mainly mine, because Brett tweets about once every two weeks. So we will uh, again, it's been a it's been a goal of ours to try to get him to up that output. It doesn't seem like it's working. I, I will tweet if I get really fired, you know, something has fired me up if I'm on Twitter or, you know, I've had a few drinks that usually helps as well. Do you it, it gets, do you understand this is how this is how people like communicate with the world these days when it's when it's people like us who are in <laughs> who are in the industry, you know, quote unquote, in the industry. This is how you don't just go outside and scream at the clouds. You can you just you put it on Twitter. I well, I get caught up screaming at the TV. I forget about Twitter. I'm an old man now, man. I I, I pass. I, I think Twitter is just too too young for me. I, I think I, I, I miss my opportunity to be really good at Twitter. I feel like. I'm just I get so wrapped up in games. I forget that Twitter is the thing. All right. Well, I will I will allow you that a little bit, but I still think you should be uh, you should be getting after this a little bit more. Now, you I, look, I, I don't disagree. I know I should be on Twitter a lot more. It's just it's it's still I'm still trying to get into that mindset. All right. I will. Again, you get a pass, but let's let's, let's up that output here now you did mention the nhl finals nhl finals are going on here in full force and brett there were a lot of people who after game one were very very convinced that this was just going to be the bruins running this thing down and they were going to be hanging a banner and then we got an overtime game in game two and out of nowhere now we have a tied series yeah, momentum and home ice has now shifted to St. Louis. Uh, series now even at one going into Saturday's game three. And I don't understand, like, w- why is Boston still favored here? Given, given the way St. Louis played in the second half of the year, they were the best team in the NHL over the second half of the year. They've now taken home ice advantage away from Boston, and they are 
about even money uh, in this series now. The Bruins are minus 118 on DraftKings. It uh, was as of yesterday. I haven't looked at the, the the number this morning, but I mean, it's. I feel like the Blues should be favored at this point. Yeah, one twenty two over on FanDuel. Blues coming back at plus one hundred four. Whenever there you, you go. Lo- yeah, whenever you look at this one, if you're looking at just betting the game three here, we are uh, Bruins plus one hundred five. Blues are actually favored there, minus one twenty five in that game on the money line. So very interesting. I'll tell you, I have been. It's not hockey mat situation or anything like that, but I did watch. I have watched both of the finals games here. And I know, I know it's a big step for me to uh, not watch hockey when I don't feel like I exactly uh, uh, have any sort of skin in the game whatsoever. But look, it is our job. Like we were talking about earlier, your your job should be to tweet more. My job should be to watch, uh, you know, uh, all the finals. It doesn't matter what it is. So watching me some NHL and I'll admit this has been some pretty fun hockey. This has been some pretty good hockey, pretty chippy and that game going into overtime and, and then the blues coming out with it and certainly kind of making this a series that everybody should be tuning into. Now I have some, I do have some genuine interest in this. Look, the NHL playoffs never disappoint. It is, it, it, I mean, it's always this way. There's always it's always chippy. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. So, I mean, it, even if you aren't a hockey fan, just tuning in, I, I feel like you're just going to get wrapped up in it and you'll watch the rest of the series. So, I mean, it's now that we've actually got a series here, I, I think it's going to be I, I really I'm really hoping this goes seven and I think it will. With the Bruins being a team from Boston. And of course, we know Boston is one big city, big fan base. I'm wondering, since we're looking at this line here and you feel that that the Blues should be the favorite in the series, I'm wondering if the sports books are kind of just almost hedging just a little bit by keeping the number where it's at, because as soon as a plus number were to have appeared next to the Bruins name, I wonder if they were just worried about getting bombarded. That's very possible. Yeah, I can see that. So but I, yeah, I. Just to keep it a little bit balanced, right? They just, yeah. I, I think that we're probably certainly seeing much more money coming in on the casual side from Bruins fans than you are from Blues fans. I think Blues fans are just, I'm not going to say just happy to be here, but of course we're, it's a much different situation when it comes to how cities' mentalities have been in recent memory when it comes to St. Louis and Boston. It is true, though, that the, the books have a lot more liability on um, the blues as far as the right. futures markets futures go. Books. Yeah. Yeah. Futures yeah. Books. So, In fact, that, that the one guy who put the $400 on the, the 250 to one ticket on the blues back in January, he says he is not going to hedge, uh, which means he is all in for a hundred thousand dollars or nothing on this blues result, which is awesome. I love that. Good. All these people who say they're not going to hedge. Do you think that's just a cool thing to say? And they actually really are. I, I just can't imagine anyone having a situation where you have $250 at risk or $400 at risk or even $1,000 at risk and you're going to 100x plus that bet and not at least locking in a little bit of profit. I don't I know. Guess- it just It just seems it just seems odd to me. Some of it might depend on your like life situation. I mean, if, if 100,000, I, I think probably, I mean, this is a, a younger guy. I can't imagine that 100K uh, means nothing to him, but... I mean, it, hedging is minus EV. I mean, if if you if you're constantly hedging and hedging, it's it's a losing proposition long term. So, I don't know. Maybe he just sees the value in sticking with it. 
or well, just the coolness side of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess though, when it comes to a head situation, I mean, if you're if you're two hundred xing, right? I mean, like it would take. A hedge isn't going to become minus EV for a, an incredibly long time. And so uh, when you're talking about 200xing your money, I don't know, to me, even locking in just, you know, 10 grand, you're putting 10 grand in your pocket and then, you know, worst case scenario, you win and then, oh, sucks for you. You profited 90,000. I mean, come on. This is uh, this just seems like a no brainer to me. Again, it depends on really depends on what his situation is, I guess. I mean, if he doesn't need the 10K, then why not just go for it, man? It's look, look at you. You're you're sitting over here acting as if you'd be one of these non hedgers. Come on, man. You'd be a hedger. Don't don't yes. act like you wouldn't be. Come on. I would I would be a hedger. I was going to say. I was going to say. But I'm saying not everybody is in the same situation as all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't sit there and act like you wouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> NBA finals roll on. We are through the first game here of the NBA finals. Uh, you know, we talk big bets on this show. The Superbook came out. They took a $77,000 bet on the Warriors to win the series, and that was series price at minus 300 there. MGM came out a little bit before the game one actually tipped off. They took a couple of six-figure bets on the Warriors. Of course, if you watch that game, you know that those people lost because the Raptors won and won in a fairly convincing fashion, Brett. Watching this game it never really felt, and I understand there was a layoff there for the Warriors, a long layoff, and, you know, trying to work Boogie back in a little bit here and there. Maybe we don't know the exact extent of the situation of, of, of injury with Iggy and, you know, of course, Kevin Durant not on the team, but they never really looked completely in sync to me the entire course of the game. I thought that maybe at some point they'd knock off a little bit of rust. Maybe we would see one of those kind of patented Warriors runs throughout a game. And, and we they did close the lead. You know, they got it as, as, as little as four at one point, but it never really felt like the Raptors were in danger. Well, a lot of that has to do with how good the Raptors are. This is a really good team, especially in that arena. They play spectac- spectacular team defense. Their rotation on D is incredible. They cause fits for the Warriors all over the court and I mean let's call it what it is this is a matchup nightmare for Golden State without Kevin Durant they have no answer inside for Gasol and Siakam on either side of the court they just got wrecked in the paint last night and I think the the biggest impact of KD's absence is the lack of depth on this Warriors bench that's a huge difference between the great Warriors teams of years ago and this year like those teams pre-Durant had guys who came off the bench and contributed this team is forcing minutes to guys like Quinn Cook and Jonas Jerebko, Alfonso McKinney, and yeah, they got Cousins back last night, but he was worthless. And yeah, he only played. He only played eight minutes. Eight minutes, and, yeah. And you're looking here, and Draymond Green goes two of nine from the field. Iguodala goes three of seven from the field. Clay goes eight of seventeen. Steph goes eight of eighteen. And nobody else is worth even mentioning when it comes to to this Warriors team. And then on the flip side here. You have a game where Kawhi Leonard is off, and hopefully you guys out there took the under on 30 and a half points for Kawhi Leonard. You would have cashed that ticket there. Uh, Kawhi goes 5 of 14 from the field, but as you mentioned, this this cast around him, you have Green that actually started making some shots. You have Van Fleet that went 5 of 8. You have Gasol that went 6 of 10. 
And then you have Siakam, who went 14 of 17 from the field. So you can see right here just the differences when you have a team like the Raptors and you you can have a game where Kawhi doesn't have a Kawhi game and they have the capability of and the players around to really pick up for Kawhi. When you have an average night for Steph and Clay, I mean, 8 of 18 and 8 of 17, and you've got these guys, you know, having kind of an average night, and then Iggy and Draymond, and, and of course, Boogie's not going to be full strength this entire series. And like you mentioned, then the other cast of characters they're having to roll out there, it's going to be pretty, pretty tough. And, you know, all these guys that were coming out and with the, man, the Warriors are just as good without Kevin Durant. And maybe they're even better without Kevin Durant. When you play a defense like this Raptors defense, having one of the top three scorers of all time <laughs> yeah. comes in pretty friggin' handy. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like, you're sitting here saying that, that like, oh, yeah, they're just as good, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, they had a top three scorer of all time. You are never going to convince me, ever. And last night was one of those games, too, Brett. You just, you when you watch this Warriors team with Durant, last night was just one of those games where Durant would, since everybody else was just kind of average and or way below average, it had been one of those games where Durant would have just taken over, you know, because that's yeah. what he does. Like it, when when Steph was not great and Clay was not great, and certainly the 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 rest of the team was not contributing. That's when Kevin Durant goes, "Okay, well, I guess I'll just do it." And he would go out and he'd put up one of those forty point games that Kevin Durant does. And when that is not an option, boy, this team looks super super vulnerable. And I think one of the things that we're seeing here now, the uh, the game closed as. Uh, one and a half point favorites, one, one and a half point favorites, depending on where you were at in favor of the Raptors in that game. It got as low as two twelve and a half as far as the total. It went way over the total. But of course, the uh, of course, the 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 uh, cover came on the Raptors side there. Now, the game two, what we're looking at here is 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 fairly interesting. And the reason I say that it's fairly interesting whenever we look at game two Raptors, a point and a half favorite right now as we sit here, Brett, but we don't really know the extent of Andre Iguodala there at the very end of the game. If you guys were paying attention, I think about a minute and a half left in the game. Andre Iguodala re-injured that leg of his. And I'll tell you what, you talk about how this team is fairly thin as it is right now. If Andre Iguodala is not able to go or if he is even, you know, having to play at 60 or 70 percent, this looks like a very, very attractive Raptor situation to me. Yeah. he. I mean, Iggy was one of the few bright spots I thought last night. He didn't do a lot offensively, but he is, I mean, he is one of the leaders on that team. You take him away and you're giving even more minutes to guys like Cook and then McKinney, guys who haven't been here. I mean, Cook has played a little bit in the finals before, but guys who have never really been here before getting big minutes where you've got, I mean, this this Toronto bench, Van Vliet was tremendous last night. Ibaka coming off the bench was his usual disruptive self. This is two very different teams as far as depth goes. And if, if the Warriors lose Iguodala, I, I don't I don't like their their fortune in this series. Yeah, the series prices after game one. So as we head into game two here, guys, at DraftKings, Warriors minus 162 FanDuel. Warriors minus 162 at points bet. Warriors minus 148 over at the Westgate. Warriors minus 150 and at Caesars. Warriors minus 160. So we are still looking at a series price down one game to nothing. 
where the Warriors are still the favorite here. You're getting plus money coming back on the Raptors. I am going to be paying a lot of attention, my friend Brett, to what the injury news is coming out regarding Andre Iguodala. And if there is even a pretty decent chance that he is not going to play in game two, I'm going to flood the series price on the Raptors at plus money here because I think at that point with no K- with no KD, no Iguodala, and you got Boogie out there kind of you know playing maybe 8 to 10, 12 minutes a game, I think this is the Raptors series to lose at that point. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the Raptors uh, in game two. And I it, if Iguodala can't play game two, what do – I mean, if Durant is even – like, do you – have to kind of force him into this series if you're down to nothing yeah i mean the only thing would be is like can you can you basically just stand at the three-point line and and be another guy that we can kind of you know kick it out to and uh, can you at least shoot a three every now and then i, I don't know i don't know i mean it, it really just depends on the severity just, of this injury. yeah we don't provide like, some length and then and then the paint too on defense i mean they just have they cannot defend siakam or Gasol in the paint. That was, I mean, Siakam had his had a field day last night. Yeah, I mean, I thought Boogie. If I thought if they were confident enough to play Boogie, that he would actually be good enough to to make some sort of difference. But that just wasn't that just wasn't the no. case. It seems like they were maybe just kind of trying to get him back in the rotation there. And who knows? Maybe we see some more minutes out of him because I'll tell you this: they certainly need him at this point. I mean, they yeah. they certainly need him at this point. Before the game kicked off, before the series kicked off, we got some interesting data from over there at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're wondering kind of where the money was going in this series and the different bets and things that were going on there. Uh, Warriors, no shock, getting 58% of the series bet money. Uh, Average kind of at minus 286 on the series price there for the Warriors. So about 58% of the money, 33% of the bets, however. So what we were seeing is a lot more tickets being written on the Raptors, just not as much money coming in on the Raptors. Of course, that's 67% of the tickets coming in. On the Raptors at plus 225, only 42% of the money coming in on the Raptors over there. Of course, you can bet the exact outcome of the series as well. The Warriors to sweep, which we know that is not the case anymore, was at plus 550. Brett, that was actually getting 32% of the money. The most amount of any of the outcomes was coming in on a Warriors sweep. 24% of the bets and 32% of the money. Now listen, I can get it because we remember what we saw out of this Warriors team in the Western Conference and so you just, you know, that's fresh on your mind. You're like, "Hey, look, I understand this Raptors team's good, but hey, it's the Warriors. I don't really hate people, but and again, we're going to also see people betting the longest shot more times than not, right? Because they're just trying to turn a little bit of money into a lot of money. You were getting plus 550 on the Warriors sweep there, so it makes a lot of sense, but yeah, we're uh, DraftKings is going. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Thirty-two uh, percent of the money that we have li- liability on this is uh, is already in our pocket right now. Yeah, plus thirty percent on a four-to-one Warriors win, which is, in my mind, kind of dust too. I mean, I can't see them winning this in five now. So I mean, that's sixty sixty-two percent of the money on the exact score of this series pretty much dead i think yeah 14 percent came in at four to two warriors that was at plus 252 percent of the money 
on the Warriors winning in seven games. On the other side, Raptors to sweep, which is still live at this point, got 3% of the money. That was coming in at plus 4,000. Raptors to win 4-1, to one, got 5% of the money. That was coming in at plus 1,200. Raptors to win four games to two, got 6% of the money. That came in at plus 1,000. And then the Raptors in seven was plus 550. That actually got 8% of the money. So I guess a lot of people were... If they were backing the Raptors here in this exact score, Brett, they were thinking this is probably going to be a dogfight, probably goes seven, and the Raptors squeak it out. Yeah, and they are at home in game seven. I like that one. I like I like people who are backing that one. Yeah, so interesting numbers there. And, of course, they also offered the MVP of the entire NBA Finals the most amount of money. If I were to have asked you without seeing this, Brett, I don't know if you'd have told me that Clay Thompson was going to get the most amount of money on him, but Clay Thompson got the most amount of money and the most amount of tickets written on him, plus 2,000 for him to be the NBA Finals MVP, came in with 39% of the bets. So nearly four out of 10 bets that DraftKings took on NBA Finals MVP was on Clay Thompson, 33% of the money so I guess what people are looking at here and we like we always talk about how people want to turn a little bit into a lot is hey I think the Warriors are going to win and maybe just maybe Steph Curry isn't the exact reason that they do so I'll take Clay Thompson here at plus 2000 I don't hate that line of thinking you see what is his his price is this morning <laughs> I can it only doubled. imagine yeah I was gonna it say doubled. and he was I mean he scored 21 points last night I mean it's not like he was horrifying right but yeah if you liked clay at two at 20 to one before game one i think you have to pile 40 to one now right i mean look if if this is a if 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 you want to play this out in your head where they do come back and win this series and maybe it's not because steph curry's bombing you know making 12 threes a game then yeah i mean you know at 40 to one i I, at this point why not just kind of throw a a long shot out there right i mean that would be that would that would probably be the only mvp play i have right now it's just kind of play off the 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 thompson recency bias and i mean yeah i I mean i kind of liked him at 20 to one to begin with now 40 to one i kind of love that steph was the favorite minus 136 actually to be the finals and actually got 24 percent of the money and 10% of the bets there, Kawhi Leonard plus 225 got 22% of the money. Draymond Green was plus 700, so 7-1 to one there. He got 10% of the money. Draymond was never going to be a series MVP. He just doesn't score enough. Uh, right. Kevin Durant plus 900, so 9-1 to one there, 7% of the money. Boogie Cousins actually drew 2% <laughs> of the money at plus 20,000. Uh, yeah, that was just people who wanted to light that money on fire. Kyle Lowry plus 3,000, got 1% of the money. Siakam at plus 5,000, 1% of the money and 1% of the bets, Brett. If you are holding that ticket right now, you are feeling like a million bucks because he is easily the he is, he is easily the favorite as we sit today. Yeah, his, his price dropped to 7 to 1. Yeah, just, just craziness whenever you look at that. So, uh Feeling pretty good. If you're if you're one of those guys out there, hey, good on you. And Serge Ibaka, you got one percent of the bets. What what were you doing? Whoever you were out there, just feel bad. You should feel guilty for even making that bet. I don't care if it was even one of the. 
uh, you can bet a dime right at DraftKings. I don't even care if it was a dime. If you bet a dime on in Serge Ibaka to be the NBA MVP, come on, man, get, get the hell out of here with that. What are you doing? Yeah, he's just not. He doesn't do enough. I, just put the dime in an envelope, mail it to me and Brett, and just like just save yourself. We'll talk about you mailing us a dime as opposed to just lighting a dime on fire. How about that? Next time you feel the urge to just light a dime on fire, mail the dime to us and we'll talk about you on the podcast. How about that? Look, I like I like that one better than Boogie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, at least at least Surge gets is going to get more than eight minutes, you know, right? I mean, like there's at least a, a, a mild chance, but very interesting heading into game two here. Dare I say, Brett, a must win for the Warriors here in game two. I wouldn't say that, but it's. Uh, I mean, look, they, at least they get to go back to, to California after game two. If they lost if they lost their two two first games at home, then it would be a really dire situation for them. Looking at the Raptors minus one point five favorites, as we mentioned, my, about minus one twenty one twenty five on the money line there. We're looking at a two fifteen total heading into game two. Guys, as we mentioned every year. And Brett and I will talk a little bit after the interview here just about our experiences and whatnot. But every year, about this time, over at the Rio here in Las Vegas, the World Series of Poker kicks off. Just thousands and thousands and thousands of people flocking into Las Vegas to try their hand at turning a little bit of money into a lot of money. As we talk about, this is one of the things that people really, really love to do. And one of the integral parts of that this summer is going to be Poker Central. They are the parent company of Poker Go, which is an over-the-top streaming service that is going to provide you with a lot of final tables of these bracelet events should you be a poker fan and want to take that stuff in. Sam Simmons is the president of Poker Central, took some time with us to talk a little bit about that. Here's our time with Sam. Joined here on the lines by the president of Poker Central, Sam Simmons, taking a break out of his very, very busy day. As everybody knows, the World Series of Poker just kicked off here in Las Vegas. So many responsibilities, Sam. We really appreciate you taking some time with us, man. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. I mean, big, big news came out. You guys, uh, CBS Sports Network. So on top of Poker Go having coverage, you guys partnered up with CBS Sports Network as well. Can you tell everyone a little bit about that deal and what they can find, you know, as far as coverage for the World Series? Because it really seems like this is just unprecedented amount of hours that you guys are going to be showing people this year. Yeah, well, our effort to expand our distribution of poker events at large, but specifically in this case, the World Series of Poker continues uh, in, in doing this deal. And basically what it is, we've chopped up the World Series of Poker bracelet events specifically as we refer to them, everything outside of the main event uh, between Poker Go and CBS All Access. So there's a certain number that will be available on Poker Go, a certain number on that CBS All Access platform. And then a number that will be shared on PokerGo and CBS, including the final table today, which is the Super Turbo Bounty event for a total of over 40 uh, bracelet event final tables, which is an unprecedented amount of coverage to your point, and we're super excited about it. And then in addition to all of that, of the events that are going to be on CBS All Access, we're actually creating episodes that are going to be airing on CBS Sports Network in front of a uh, obviously huge network audience. So it's that great combination of digital live distribution alongside the network TV time, which ultimately puts poker in front of so many different fans and is great for the game at large. 
So between Poker Go and CBS and obviously ESPN with the main event coverage, there's just a a lot of content to consume across several platforms. Let's say I want to watch every single stream this summer. What's the best way of going about that? Do I need to have a subscription to Poker Go and CBS? Is there a way to, to, to kind of connect those? In this case, you will need to subscribe to both platforms. It, uh, we're, we're providing separate coverage across the CBS and PokerGo universes. It's much like you would say on uh, for UFC fights, where you have ESPN Plus, you have UFC Fight Pass, you have their pay-per-views. So ultimately, it's about growing the game, expanding full distribution of the game, of the World Series, and putting it across as many touch points as possible. So let's circle back a little bit. Of course, we wanted to lead with the with the real big news and, of course, with World Series of Poker kicking off here. But let's just circle back a little bit to Poker Go. There might be some people out there listening to this that aren't 100% in the know when it comes to that. But uh, Poker Go is a over-the-top streaming service. It is an app. It is a website as well. All kinds of things where you can basically follow all of the biggest events in poker that's going on right now i mean sam your catalog has grown and grown and grown since you know i first met you a couple of years ago to where i mean you guys really have become the the hub for all things poker yeah we certainly try to be we launched we launched poker go back in may of 2017 the original mission was to produce over 100 plus days of live poker on a yearly basis and super serve the most hardcore but also the casual of poker fans with live events and original programming and over the past couple of years We've done a great job of that, I believe, and we've seen that in the growth numbers on our back end. Uh, we have events like the World Tour of Poker, as we're talking about here, World Poker Tour, as well as our owned and operated events, uh, specifically our major events being Super High Roller Bowl Poker Masters and U.S. Poker Open, as well as a, a more regular type of series, Poker After Dark. We have, we've created Dolly's Game, which is a cash game with mixed games featuring Doyle Brunson, Texas Dolly, of course. So a, a wide variety of different poker programs across our universe. And, and like I said, we've, we've produced over 100-plus days a year. So for those who are or poker fans or hardcore or casual, it's a great product to have. What has been the toughest thing so far? Is it is it trying to figure out what the current day poker viewer wants? Because, I mean, you mentioned uh, Poker After Dark, which obviously is a is a series that originated, you know, over a decade ago. And still, I you know, I see tons of buzz about it on online every time you guys run it is. Have you found that maybe it's just it's just people just want to see people playing poker and it's maybe not necessarily reinventing the wheel? Yeah, well, I think it's, it's, a, it's a multitude of factors, and there's so many different variables that go into, let's say, poker programming, not only on the level of the poker itself, when you consider the personalities at play, the stakes that they're playing, the, uh, the games that they're playing, you have to consider no limit hold'em versus mixed games to new games like short deck, among others, but also the distribution vehicle. So you take live poker, for example, you have a six-hour show, there's a lot of uh, tanking and things that are going on during that, and that's just, there's a certain type of fan that likes to watch that. And there's another type of fan that likes to watch, say, the cut-down episodes that show the best and the biggest hands, remove some of the downtime, and basically our highlight reel for what a six-hour total game would be. So part of, the, part of my job and part of our whole process has been getting to know our consumers, seeing what they like, seeing what they don't like, talking to them. And I always joke where I'll go play poker, and my, part of my market research is just sitting at the table talking to fans, talking to subscribers, 
seeing what they enjoy from our product and seeing what we can do better. And ultimately kind of touching on the world series of poker stuff and how we're distributing it this year is finding ways to serve every type of fan and, and provide something for everyone. Uh, I mentioned Dolly's game with the mixed games. We specialize in no limit hold'em in poker after dark. We also have a high stakes feature, which we call super high roller cash game. Of course, we have our tournament, super high roller bowl, poker masters, us poker open. So we cover all of the formats. And then we also serve it to different audiences across digital being poker go, but then in our poker central universe with poker go being a product of that, like I mentioned, we also distribute the highlight episodes as I referred to them on the major networks like NBC sports, ESPN, and soon to be CBS sports as well. You guys have a studio right on the Vegas strip. Not sure. A lot of poker fans even know that if they want to come and watch poker at the studio, how would they go about doing that this summer? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's welcome to come by. Well, this summer we're actually going to be over at the Rio for the world series of poker. So the studio won't be open much during that time, but whenever we shoot a poker after dark for any of our shows, including our big events like Super High Roller Bowl and others. People are welcome to come by. We set up some viewing areas around the sides. We have a lounge area in the back where people can sit and sweat the action. We have a bar area where, we, where people can grab drinks. So as much as it's a poker studio, it's also a destination as well, which is a really cool dynamic and really unlike anything we've seen in poker to date. Not trying to make you spill the beans here and certainly not trying to get you to do any sort of major announcement or anything. But what do you guys, you know, have in the works? I understand right now, certainly for the next seven weeks, it's all about the World Series of Poker. But, you know, obviously you guys have looked into the fall. Obviously, you guys, I mean, sports betting seems to be very popular right now. Is there any content plans for outside of poker or are we sticking to strictly, strictly poker within the within the network? Yeah, well, I think for me, it's all of the above. You know, I, I, to your point, I can't say much yet, but we're talking to a number of different live event partners, potentially about expanding the Poker Go offering. Ultimately, our goal is to bring the best in all of poker content onto our platform. So we continue to strive to do that. And then in addition to that, we want to expand our best and biggest brand. So as, uh, as you may recall, and, and many may not know, we actually did a super high roller bowl in China last year, which was, as you'd guess, super high roller bowl China. So we're looking at potentially taking our, taking our, our brands such as super high roller bowl and us poker open poker masters and growing them internationally and putting them in other venues around the world and featuring new players and, uh, you know, just creating a more robust ecosystem to expand poker go and poker central into a worldwide region audience. Sam, I know you are super, super busy. We really appreciate you taking a little bit of time today with the World Series kicking off. I know you are bouncing all over the place. If you want to find Sam on the Twitter machine, you can at Samson Simmons. Of course, good information there. And you can subscribe to Poker Go and see a ton of different bracelet events as well as WPT final tables as well that are going on sam really really appreciate it man and we'll certainly have you back on the pod and you can maybe give us some of these announcements that you uh in some, for some of these deals that you got in the works of course man thank you both for having me absolutely have a good one man now brett i've actually been a poker go subscriber for pretty much as long as they've been on the market here i mean i just enjoyed their kind of vision for what they were doing of course you and i come from poker backgrounds, worked a long time in the industry, I guess still with all of our sister sites and things that we have within the company that we work for now are still in, quote unquote, in the industry. Uh, We certainly still cover it from time to time. I'm sure you'll write some stuff at the lines from time to time. We'll certainly talk about it here 
on the podcast. World Series of Poker, I know you probably have some good and bad memories of it all, but it is just one of those things every year when it kind of gets going. And, you know, if I had to be up there and, and if I had to be grinding and had to be doing all that stuff, I wouldn't feel this way. But every year when it kicks off, I'm kind of like, man, I, I can't wait to kind of take the stroll down there and see what's going on. Yeah, are you uh, are you gonna play any events? I mean, they, they got the big one going on right now, the big fifty, uh, the the anniversary event kind of uh, the five hundred dollar buy in. That's got, yeah. If what, you are listening to this, yeah. Guaranteed. If you're listening to this and you're in L.A. or Arizona or Colorado or something, and you can get to Vegas pretty easily, and you did not know about this tournament, there's a five hundred dollar five million dollar guaranteed uh, tournament that is going on to kick off the World Series here now. You, I would highly recommend they're allowing you to register online this year. So I would highly recommend that you pre-register and register online if you are going to make that trip over here because they had like 5,000 people sign up for the first flight, Brett. So it is like, it is very popular. It is going to fill every single day that it goes here. It's going to fly over the 5 million guarantee as well. So that, that's another thing to think about that, you know, you might actually be turning $500 into a just ridiculous amount of money without even winning this thing because there's going to be so much money in the prize pool here. So certainly something to to consider. Yeah, I actually think on I actually think this Monday I'm going to go over, try my hand at an event. Uh, one of our buddies, uh, Matt Parvis, that used to run Poker News is going to be coming in town. And I think we are going to go try our hand at an event here at the Old World Series. That's great. You know, I mean, it, tell me how much do, do you do you miss it? Do you have a little bit of FOMO? At all? You, you can tell everybody your experience just kind of being out here for the World Series. You know, I, I've worked so many hours in that place that it's it's all kind of a blur looking back on it now. Um, I have a lot of great memories of the World Series of Poker, especially early on when, you know, we were first getting into the industry and it was just, it was, it, you know, online poker was booming in the U.S. And there's it was really exciting. I feel like. It's a little watered down now. More bracelets every year. They've kind of worked in the the online bracelets. If he's like that, they're just handing out bracelets now. So it's it doesn't have the same prestige as it did maybe ten years ago. But yeah, this time of year is is always exciting. I mean, I, I like you. I, I get the Poker Go subscription. Uh, I I watch as much as I can because I just get wrapped. I, I love I love the game of poker and I get wrapped up in it. And really, this is the pinnacle of the, you know, the the poker industry throughout the year. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to try and get out to Vegas at some point this summer. I don't know if I'll play a WSOP event. There's so many good events going on around Vegas this time of year, but, um, that's th- true. The goal for, is to come, yeah. for gamblers, just in general, if you, if you, you know, did want to come try your hand at that, at that $500 tournament and you were to, to flame out very quickly, as Brett just mentioned, I mean, it's not one of those things where you kind of have to tuck your tail and head home. There are series going on all over town, series over at the Venetian, over at the Wynn. There's something going on at the Planet Hollywood every single day. I mean, you can go downtown. There's a Golden Nugget that runs uh, some contests. I mean, it, there's 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 a lot of tournament series that are going on during the World Series. So you have certainly do not have to look very far if you're over at the Aria. I forgot to mention that Aria has a summer series going. So you don't have to look very far to, to play another tournament if you do want to make that trip and make a long weekend out of it. 
Yeah, I went out to Vegas last year. I don't think I stepped foot inside the Rio because there's just, <laughs> there's so much going on everywhere. There's great poker, uh, you know, I, at the Aria, like you said, like the Win, the Venetian. So I mean, there's really no shortage of, of poker to be to be played uh, anywhere in Las Vegas, whether it's downtown or on the Strip. It's it's pretty awesome. And if if you do have any interest, I you know we not really commercial here for poker go but really and truly uh they do have some pretty awesome content on there they did bring back poker after dark that we talked about a little bit with sam it's a if you remember poker from the heyday i mean poker after dark was one of the signature series that was you know really put poker over the top i mean it was the biggest names it was the highest buy-ins highest whatever and they're they're playing some pretty big games if you're into that nosebleed stake thing and you're pretty interested in these guys that are playing you know 100 200 400 or or you know they, they've been running games as high as like 1000 2000 some of the mixed games and things on uh that, that they're doing on these and you know <laughs> brett i don't know if, if people listening here that aren't f- completely familiar with poker uh understand just how big a game even a 100 200 game is but like i i I cannot stress to you enough how big some of these games are and it's pretty interesting to watch yeah, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> on the table. And, and usually if they bring these guys on, uh, they're they're going to play a, li- a little crazy. They, they're going to they're not going to be just sitting back and, and waiting for good cards. They're going to play poker. So, I mean, it, it is it is pretty fun to watch. One of my favorite things about Poker Go is they've got the WSOP archives. I love to go back and watch some of the old like 2003, 2004 World Series of Pokers. Uh, just, you know, to see where it all really started and, and compared to now. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the lines before we close things out with a couple of stories here that we want to talk about. What's uh, what's going on here, people? What are they going to find over there this weekend? I know that we have some some prop bets and a prop bet article that maybe to, for people to take a look at. I think we're going to be looking at some horse racing. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff going on over there, right? Yeah, we got Chris Sheridan uh, on the NBA beat. Look for an article uh, about Game Two coming up on Friday uh, next week. Uh, pretty. Pretty big, I guess you could say, horse racing event. We got the Belmont Stakes. Not as much interest as last year. Obviously, there's no Triple Crown uh, up for grabs in the third race, but um, we'll have plenty of coverage on the Belmont Stakes. It's always a lot of fun to bet on on that one. And uh, we got the U.S. Open Golf coming up, so look for a lot of content around that as well. Uh, Brooks Kepka, man, this dude. He's won the last two U.S. Opens. Is that I think that's right. The guy has just been winning everything. So we'll have uh, a lot of content around Brooks and uh, his chances of winning the U.S. Open. And if you listen to our other podcast, the LSR podcast, you know as well that Pennsylvania will be going online here. We will talk about that next week as well. As always, we will have the very best offers that you could possibly have. So if you are a Pennsylvania sports better, Hold out a week. Hold out. There's wait five, six days here, and we're going to make it worth your while to where it is much better if you want to go ahead and sign up and do some online betting there in Pennsylvania. But it looks like we have finally gotten to the point where you guys are going to be able to do this in the privacy of your own home. And trust me, you will love it. But we will have the very best sign-up offer for you at the lines and play picks and things like that. Yeah, so if, you are, sure if you are in PA, we'll have a lot of information about how to, to sign up and, and get the most out of your accounts in Pennsylvania. So if you are in PA, definitely check out the lines next week and, and going forward. 
One of the big announcements that over the last week here, Brett, and it is a very big announcement here. If you guys have never heard of Best Ball, and it is kind of a mix of DFS and season long and whatever, because there's strategies involved with how you go about drafting, kind of like how you do in DFS. And then there's the season long aspect because it goes over the course of a season. But the biggest difference here is that you don't have to set your lineup each and every week. And so what happens is, is you draft a really deep roster. You have a lot of quote-unquote bench players. Technically, all your players are on the bench. And the best performers at the given positions each week are automatically plugged into your lineup. So say Brett and I and you know eight of our friends are in a 10-person league here. I would draft, say, you know, like three quarterbacks and eight to ten wide receivers and three to four tight ends and five or six running backs. And then the best two running backs would automatically get plugged into my lineup. The best quarterback would automatically get plugged in and so on and so forth each week. And so it's a really interesting format, Brett. I know you have played. I played a ridiculous amount this past year. I think that you said you're going to kind of crank up your volume this year, but it's a very interesting and a pretty fun format when it's all said and done. I actually have never played best ball. I'm definitely going to try it out this year with this uh, big contest coming up uh, at drafts. And I know Yahoo announced they're going to be launching some best ball. Best ball is the, the interest in best ball is certainly increasing and I can understand why. I mean, look, the, the, the most popular part of fantasy football is the draft, right? And that's really all you have to do in this format is just show up for the draft and then let your players just kind of do all the dirty work. You don't have to do any of the in-season stuff. I'm kind of a sicko. My favorite part of season-long fantasy football is the in-season, the, the the waiver wire and the trading and that kind of stuff. So I, I'm not going to play a lot of best ball, but look, if, if you like this format, there, there's a lot to get excited about uh, this upcoming season. So what's going on at Draft is they are actually rolling out a $3.5 million guaranteed tournament. Now, this is... Not like DFS where you're going to, you know, the that week you were going to be able to cash your ticket. Now, this is a season-long deal because that's how best ball works. So it's $3.5 million guaranteed, but it will go over the course of the season. What you do here is basically you draft 18 rounds. So you'll draft 18 different players. It's a $25 entry fee. And as we mentioned, you know, just your best your best performer at each position just automatically gets plugged into your lineup. You have a 12-person league. If you win your 12-person league, you advance to the playoffs, which is a three-week tournament of 24-person leagues in weeks 13, 14, and 15 of the season. If you place in the top three, you advance there, and then you could take home the $1 million top prize in the finals there. And so, you know, Brett, a giant, just a big giant tournament essentially here. So you play like your own little season long league with your own 12 guys for the majority of the season. Then from there you advance to another round. And then from there you advance to the finals. And then that could lead to $1 million for you here. And again, this is just a $25 entry fee whenever we, when this is all said and done here and look, I'm glad that they're doing stuff like this. Like you mentioned, Yahoo mentioned, they're going to be getting into the best ball game. And a lot of people, it's not you because you're a weirdo, but like a lot of people's favorite part (laughs) is the draft and this is basically the best part of season long and none of the bs of having to deal with 
you know, underhanded trades and worrying about whether people are colluding or all the nonsense of people abandoning their teams and all that nonsense that we have to deal with at a on, on some of the traditional season long leagues that are going on out there. So, again, uh, we will also have uh, something some sort of deal going with draft as well. So be sure and check the lines and play picks in the next over the next couple of weeks for for that and we will certainly uh have the best best deal going with with those guys as well yeah but, well and we'll be doing some best ball strategy as well because there is it's a, it's a very different strategy than your typical uh season-long draft there are certain players you're going to be wanting to target going into the draft absolutely the golden nugget released their college football games of the year we talk about how it was never too early to talk about nfl well apparently now it is never too early to talk about the college football games of the year. Now, the biggest moves, and this has only been, as we record this, this has only been 24 hours that these things have been live here. We already saw an Army line of, uh, the Ar- Army was favored in one of the games against, uh, on December the twenty on December the 14th, whenever they take on Navy, they were favored by 13, already bet down to nine and a half. So we have oh, already wow. seen a huge, huge move on that one. My beloved LSU Tigers were nine and a half point favorites in these, uh, you know, early, early lines on October the 26th against the Auburn Tigers. That was bet down to six and a half. So we've seen (laughs) massive, massive moves here. Some of the other games that really stuck out to people, of course, that opening weekend where we always tend to have some marquee games. USC three point favorites over Stanford. Clemson 17 and a half point favorites over Texas A&M. As we kick the season off there on September the seventh, uh, with these big big games that we see all the time, Army and Michigan—that's um, just more of a name game. But Michigan, seventeen and a half point LSU, two point favorites over Texas whenever they head over and take on Texas. And I tell you, Brett, we've seen some early action on uh, on some of these games as we mentioned here, and I'll tell you, this is one of those. This is one of those interesting things because unlike the NFL, we don't see nearly as many catastrophic injuries in kind of training camp. Because, of course, we don't have preseason games in college football, so it would have to happen. It would kind of just have to happen during, you know, the 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 practices leading into the season and stuff. So we joke about these early lines in the NFL, but I mean, when you look at college football, I mean, yes, there will be a couple of marquee injuries somewhere along the way, but for the, for the most part, kind of what you see is what you get heading into the season here. Yeah. So you're saying it's much more, it makes a little more sense to, to bet and get an early line on a college football game than an NFL, especially game. if you feel like you have a beat on kind of where these teams are going and what, what's right. going on here. Like, uh, yeah, there'll be some quarterback battles that still have to play out. So there is a little bit of the, some of that that is still lingering out there. But, you know, for the majority, you kind of know what you got going on here. So pretty interesting like especially some of these you know games that are that really stick out like the one of the game Notre Dame and Georgia right that's on the September the 21st so like that line is out Georgia nine and a half point favorites over Notre Dame in that game of course that game is going to be one of the most heavily bet games of the week whenever that week rolls around uh, one of the lines that didn't sit to uh <laughs> that didn't sit too well with old with old Matt Brown here was the LSU and LSU Alabama line uh, is out. Of course, you know that is a huge, massive rivalry every single year. Alabama 
16-point favorites wow. over LSU. That game going down on November the 9th. Of course, we know what a what a rivalry that Alabama-LSU game is in Alabama over two touchdown favorites here in these early game of the year lines. But if you guys want to check these out, you can actually head to uh, vsin.com and they have betting sheets available on vsin. So if you head over to vsin.com and take a look at the betting sheets, you can take a look at uh, at these early kind of games of the year. But it's just... A lot of them are up on FanDuel too. FanDuel posted a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can you can look online at the uh, at the partners there as well. But very, very interesting stuff. I mean, I like to kind of look at these these early lines as well and kind of see where where things are going. But boy, there was a line, Brett, and this is no joke. There was a line two hours before the lines were released over there at Golden Nugget for people to be in line for them to try and pick off some of these lines that they thought were weak. I mean, we've seen some of these lines move three, three and a half, four points already. And uh, some of the lines that they thought were weak and that that is that, you know, to a, to the life of a pro better, it's worth waiting in line two hours. If a line that, that, that gets released, you feel is just way, way, way off and you're able to hit it before it moves. This is an annual tradition at the golden nugget, right? Like yeah. they, 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 they announced the date, ahead of time that these are going to be released and, and yeah, pro betters are going to show up and then try to get some value. And like you said, you're going to do it in college football before you do it in NFL, just because there is less risk involved in, in, in getting these college football numbers. As you mentioned, some of these numbers are available over on FanDuel and DraftKings and whatnot. If you want to head over there, of course, um, Alabama plus 175, Clemson plus 220, Georgia plus 800, Ohio State plus 1,200, Oklahoma plus 1,600, Michigan plus 1,700, Texas plus 3,000, Florida plus 3,500. Everyone else is plus 5,000 or greater to take home the uh, championship trophy this year. But, I mean, here we are again, Brad, heading into another season, and it's, it's all about Alabama and Clemson, and rightfully so. These guys went out and just reloaded yet again. <laughs> top three recruiting classes, five-star, four-star players all over the place. And, oh, yeah, the two best quarterbacks in the country coming back as well, you know? Yeah, there's there's those two teams and there's everyone else. I don't see how anybody but one of them takes it down. It is going to be something else. Of course, as we get a little bit closer to the season here, we will get into our thoughts on some of these teams and maybe some of the bets that we are looking to place here. To close things out today, we talked about Circa Sports. It is the new sports betting group that is launching in Nevada. That is actually happening this Saturday. So I'll actually be heading over there at the Golden Gate to take a look at things that are going on. But the reason this is kind of a big deal, Brett, is because they are going to book their own game. So it is going to be the Circa Sportsbook, which opens in 2020, the Golden Gate, which opens on Saturday, and then they will also have Circa Sports at the D downtown at the end of the month, at the end of June, that will launch as well. And those three properties are going to book their own games and they're going to have their own entity and they're going to have their own app. And it is the first new entity to launch here in Vegas, in well, in Nevada, I should say, in over five years. And so this is kind of a big deal. And uh, there's going to be a lot of people out there taking in, you know, a, a new launch, a new betting group here in Nevada and uh, it's going to be pretty interesting because, as we mentioned, Derek Stevens has some pretty interesting ideas as to what he's going to do. We talked a little bit last week and the week before about the sports betting contest that they're going to have going on there. And this is just a pretty exciting time for the sports betting industry here in Vegas. 
Yeah, we'll have to get a, a, a review of the app and the, the experience you have on Saturday next week because I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what Derek Stevens brings, especially with that uh, the 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 Circa Sports Million contest, the football handicapping contest is coming this fall. I'm really excited about that. Definitely getting into that one. But um, yeah, it's nice to get some fresh blood into the, the Vegas scene. Yeah, I will report back for sure what the app look like, the, what's the scene look like. And honestly, I'm going to try and get some numbers because they're actually they're opening the the Circa Millions, as you mentioned. They're opening the contest on Saturday. Oh, I'm wondering how right. many I'm wondering how many people are just going to go ahead and just just go ahead and sign up on Saturday. You know, like right there and try and be one of the first people to to sign up for the contest and whatnot. Again, as we mentioned, you'll be able to make your picks on the app, and so it's going to be going to be pretty interesting there. But I expect to see a, a lot of a lot of the Vegas kind of sports betting crew over there, and we'll certainly talk about that next week on the pod thanks to sam simmons for stopping by talking to us a little bit about what's going on with their coverage of the world series again guys we are on itunes we are on stitcher we are on spotify please rate review all those things let us know how awesome we are tell brett he needs to tweet more do the whole nine (laughs) yards all of that stuff and if you want to follow the main accounts on the twitter machine at the lines us at play picks us be sure and do that all kinds of good stuff coming through there at brett colson at matt brown m2 for brett i'm matt talk to you guys next week